The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So greetings and welcome back for our meditation and exploration of thinking, mindfulness of thinking. And a um, analogy, it's possible to uh, walk in shoes that aren't really fit for the, our feet. It's possible to walk with shoes that are not quite fit for us, but we don't really realize it for quite a while, that they're a little bit tweaking some uh, muscle, tendon, nerve, or something in our foot. And slowly over time, it's uh, causing an injury. And uh, if uh, the shoe might be doing its job in the sense of helping us walk someplace and walk about. So So the shoe, in a sense, is... Maybe the injury is being masked by the function of the shoes, which is very successful. And um, But if we bring our attention to the feet carefully and start feeling that there's an ache, there's a numbness, there's a strain, there's a pain, so wait, something's not quite right here. And then it might occur to us to change shoes or take the shoes off. So the same thing with thinking. Uh, there can happen that our thinking doesn't quite have a good fit for us. Maybe, maybe uh, thinking it's doing its function. It is helping us solve problems. It's helping us us plan better the future. It's helping us be entertained. It's helping us uh, review all our resentments quite successfully. All these things that the the, uh, the thinking thinking will do. But what we what we do in mindfulness meditation is we learn to also pay careful attention not so much to the content of thought, but to the fit of the thinking or the other aspects of thinking, which is not nothing to do with the content. And in doing so, we start becoming aware of the impact of thinking has or that the way that we're thinking is not a good fit. The way that we're thinking that's constricted or tight or discouraging or... Uh, uh, draining or kind of inappropriately agitating, all kinds of things, that the way that we think, and, um, and there's a lot of things to become aware of once we put aside the content of our thoughts and bring a quiet, careful, ca- caring attention to the quality of thinking or th- what the activity of thinking is like within us. So that's going to be a little bit uh, the beginning of this meditation, uh, a focus. And I'll do so as a little bit of an exercise. Uh, it is not so much that you have to do this as a regular mindfulness practice, but it's an exercise to familiar yourselves with uh, the terrain of thinking. Um, and maybe uh, it'll help you become a little bit freer of thinking. And in fact, by becoming more aware of characteristics, the quality, the fit of thinking, we'd be much more, much more capable of discovering how to be free, where liberation can be found in relationship to thinking. So taking a meditation posture and gently closing your eyes.
and it's uh, useful at the beginning of a meditation to relax, to settle in, to begin turning the attention to here and now instead of there and then. And within this body, physical body, it's kind of from deep inside, opening it, spreading it, expanding it. Take a few long, slow, deep breaths. And then also as you exhale, take a few extended exhales, letting the exhales be a kind of relaxation, a settling in, and if possible, a kind of the the emotional equivalent or aspect of as you would say, ah, ah, here we are, this is good. And then letting your breathing return to normal. And for an exercise of focusing on thinking, it really helps if the body is relaxed. So perhaps softening the muscles around the eyes, forehead. And sometimes when those relax, there's an opening or expanding sensation, a spreading as the muscles release. Relaxing, softening the jaw. Releasing the shoulders that can be carrying the weight of the world. For these minutes here, no weight needs to be carried. Just to sit here relaxed. And softening the belly. Letting the belly hang forward and relaxed, open. Sometimes when the belly is relaxed, the weight of the torso of the belly has an opportunity to sink a little bit, to settle. And there might also be a regular, maybe even chronic tension in the thighs Maybe a little bit you can soften, relax the thighs, release the holding. Yeah. 
And then for a minute or so, we'll sit quietly and you can just kind of attend to your breathing, maybe in a cozy way or intimate way, enjoying a minute of the simplicity of just breathing. And now, turn your attention to your thinking. And first, notice when you think, do you think mostly in words, like an inner voice that speaks or inner text that floats by? Or do you think mostly in images? Or is it a combination of the two? And if you're thinking in words with an inner voice, is there a location for that voice or where the speaker is. Doesn't have to be, but maybe there's a very general sense that the voice, the speaker system, where that voice floats and is, maybe it's somewhere in the head more than it's in the feet. Maybe it's somewhere behind the eyes or And if you think in images, where are the images projected? Is there a location for that? Are they free floating and random and Do they tend to be kind of in front of the eyes, in front of you? As if you're seeing a scene in front of you.
then as you think, become aware of the general location of the thinking. And doing so is a way of not being only interested in the content, but interested in the something about how it is and where it is the thinking is happening. It's not all of who you are. Thinking is just a part of you. Maybe that little part where the location is. Sometimes seeing the location of thinking takes away the authority or the bigness or the sense of importance in thinking. It's just here, in this place. And in that location where thinking occurs, are there any, is there any tension or pressure? Is there any tightness or constriction? Is there any insistence and enthusiasm? Resistance. happens if you take that location from where you might be thinking and smooth it out like a surface of a wide lake. It's smoothed as the wind dies down. The location spreads out, becomes expansive and open. As you listen to the voice that thinks or the images that are being displayed, what's the mood of that thinking? Is it gentle and soft? Is it harsh and hard? Is it slow or is it fast? Is it kind or is it angry? Is it confident or is it anxious? What's the mood or the emotional quality of the thinking, independent of what you're thinking about? And 
And if you do notice something about a mood or emotional quality, make a lot of room for that mood to be there. Give it permission to be there, it's okay. Almost as if you open up all the doors and windows or walls of the mind and make it really lots of space, it's okay to give breathing room to how you feel. And as you do so, what happens to your thinking? Returning to your breathing. And if you can, putting aside any concern with your thoughts, letting go of them, letting go just enough so that you can center yourself on the body breathing. Maybe having acknowledged what they are, the thinking, it's easier to put them aside. But if thinking is strong, breathe through these qualities of the thinking. Breathe through the location. Breathe through the qualities of sensations, mood, and tension. Not to make it a problem, but just so you can stay with your breathing and acknowledge the thinking.
Sometimes if we are really tracking the process and the activity of thinking, we can realize that it's not so useful to keep thinking the same thing over and over again or thinking about something that's pointless. And at that point, it might be possible to simply change what you're thinking about. And one possibility is to think thoughts of goodwill. Think about the people you know and imagine how nice it would be if they were happy, healthy, peaceful. Then to have simple and maybe reasonable wishes, may it be so. May they feel greater happiness, greater peace, greater well-being. And to have these thoughts of goodwill can be an improvement to what we were thinking about. and especially the end of a meditation session, to do this regularly, to consider how nice it would be, how wonderful it would be if more people in the world could experience happiness and well-being, peace and health and freedom. And it really does count, it really does make a difference If we intend, if we wish and intend and have a sense of purpose around doing what we can, however small, to make that possible, to improve the life of others, to better this world that we live in, And perhaps it's the small ways that we can make the biggest difference. Our small acts of kindness. May all beings be happy. May all beings be peaceful. May all beings be at ease. May all beings be free. (laughs) 